A win for business yesterday. Approval for Sir Ian Taylor by the government to trial a private self-isolation system for international travel designed to free up spaces in MIQ for returning Kiwis. Sir Ian Taylor joins me now. Very good morning to you. Morning, Kerry. How are you? Good, thank you. When did you find out that uh, you'd been given the tick of approval? Uh, Friday. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, good. What do you think got through to the government or did it come as a surprise? I think I think there's there's been a, 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 a sort of a groundswell, and I think the message really coming from off the bench, as it were, is that we're actually here to help. You know, yep. um, we are where we are, and everyone can see it's not really working. MIQ is not working, so um, you know they've got a test of 150 that they're they're going to trial. But I wanted to I wanted to be to, to do one that was really public and. Over the four weeks that I've been kind of sharing this, trying to get this across the line, I've seen some of the most amazing technologies that I had never heard of that aren't being discussed that can make a difference. And And that's people talking to you saying, yes, great idea, look at what we're wanting to do. Yeah, it's been fabulous. And this morning, um, just the number of people stepping up to say, how can we help? How can we do this? And again, you know, I, I think... You know, um, Stuart Nash and David Parker um, were really supportive over the past couple of weeks as well. Um, and the, the goal was to is to stop yelling at the government and go with a solution that says, let us try this, because I tell you what, if this works, it means we can take pressure off the MIQ and get those people home who don't have the kind of resources that um, businesses can justify bringing yeah. to self-isolation and you know it will be it will be costly it'll become a cost of business and again there'll be trips you do and you look at them and go oh actually i can do this one on zoom so i'm going to do it on zoom this one i have to be there it's a cost i'm going to have to carry all these costs but it makes sense but i don't want any businessman and and any sportsman in the future you know hopefully this child do it none of them should be applying for those mi those limited miq Mm. Um, places that should be getting people back home that have been stuck away from their families for far too long. Well, when you listen to Liam Lawson, who's the young racing car driver with the brilliant future, um, he is operating in his his field where they the the COVID protocols are so strict around what they can and cannot do. They've been internationally mandated. Surely he would be a prime example of being able to isolate at home. Well, I can I can give you our example too. Mm. You know, he is he's a classic example. But our example is I, I've had um, you know I've had a person in America and a person in Europe for a year and a half. Um, we, we worked out how to do all our stuff remotely, but it, which meant we didn't send large crews, but we still had to one on the ground in each of those places. They've been in the most COVID ravaged countries and states in the world for a year and a half, and not one of them has caught COVID. One of them just arrived back last week having finished the Ryder Cup and he called me when he got into MIQ and said it's the unsafest he's felt for a year and a half. Yeah, I bet. So, you know, our protocols are really, really strict. And what, what you know, and the, the race car driver, they're, they're classic examples. Mm. I mean, if you look at a team even like the All Blacks or, or the, 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 the Black Caps, they've got their own medical staff, they've got all of these things. What we've tried to do is suggest to government, why don't we take the pressure off MIQ 
by moving the responsibility to approve people to fly. You know, you've got to have certain protocols in place, but that their job is to make sure that when they leave to come home, they don't get on the plane unless they have proved negative before they get on the plane coming home. You know, so then they fly back and they go into self-isolation and they do that. The reason we have MIQ now is it's open slather. You don't know where people have come from, what state they're in, so you've got to lock them away for two weeks to find out if they're sick. And I guess I, I haven't seen the stats, but you know the majority of people who go through MIQ don't have it. No, that's exactly right. And it, it just doesn't really make any sense because if you or one of your employees flouts the rules, then that, that, will, that will cost you, not the country, but you, yeah. a substantial amount. If Liam Lawson, for example, flouted the rules, his career's over. He can't get back overseas to fly. So, What I found interesting is that, I, and I, it just surprised me, was this um, kind of argument that started to pop up that said, our EMTO, you know, businesses, you, all your business people just, uh, you know, sort of, you've got this privilege over everyone else. And I, I mean, it really, really surprised me because traveling the world for business is not a privilege. Um, and, and actually during COVID, nobody wants to travel. So what you can guarantee is that if anyone's made the decision to travel overseas, it's because they have to, yeah. not because it's some kind of, you know, when I go to, um, going up to LA and San Francisco, the, in, the only room I'll see is the inside of my hotel room and the inside of the office the two offices I go to visit. That will be it. Mm. I won't be walking in the streets. And, and that's m my way of ensuring, other people might do it differently, but my way of ensuring that when I get tested before I get on the flight in LA, I will be negative. If yeah. I'm positive, I've got another four weeks to stay in LA. You know, those, those are the sort of chances you have to take for the certainty that you can get home. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, gone are the days of the glory of travel. Gone are the days of, you know, the the journey being as enjoyable as the destination. It'd be a nightmare unless you could travel by private plane, you know. That that would be about the only way you could even make yeah. it remotely bearable. So, yes, anyone who's travelling is doing so because they've got family reasons or they've got businesses they need to keep afloat. There's, there's, a, there's a friend of mine, Grant Straker, in, in Auckland. So he yep. owns a really large company, you know, 300, 400 employees or something like that. And he's got nine offices around the world. And he used to be, you know, used to go up. You've got to go and see those offices. Well, he's been stranded. Now Now he's trying to, he's making up, having to make a really tough decision of if this doesn't get sorted, will he need to move his whole family to Europe and live there until MIQ is sorted? We can sort it tomorrow. Mm. We're not asking for any favours. We're just saying, actually, could you let us help you? Yeah, yeah. At least, at least, I saw it as a sign of hope and optimism that they had listened finally. It, it is good, and, and actually, to be fair, I only started. I wrote my first letter to the prime minister four weeks ago, so it's only been four weeks. Mm. And you know, and, and I think what we need to do is that we, you know, we need people to start talking about. You know, we talk about saving lives right from day one. Our view here was that you had to save lives and livelihoods. They're inextricable. And yeah. I would love, it's a bit, you know, maybe it's a bit late to bring the livelihoods to it, but that should be 
absolutely no one should just talk about saving lives now. Everyone should say we're saving lives and livelihoods. They're inextricably linked. And now you've got experts to help save lives. Mm. Let's bring on the experts who can help you save livelihoods as well. Except Shama Billy Cub says, well, let businesses fail if they can't cope. Well, you know, one of the things I think people seem to forget about businesses is that businesses are the, pe- are the places that create the jobs, that pay the tax, that pay all of our politicians. That the people who are talking about let businesses fail mm. are almost certainly working for a business who, who business owners, you know, people keep thinking of businesses as being the frontiers or the good, mm. you know, all those big things. But there are, companies, there are more companies like ours that mm. are 35, 40, you know, and, and it, is, it has been a struggle to build. And every day is still a struggle, but, you know, it, it works. And those are the businesses that are creating, starting to create these high-value jobs that we need. Absolutely. And, you know, the idea of it, you know, we should have been addressing straight away that hospitality would be the hospitality and tourism Tourism is going to be a problem because people have to fly in. But hospitality was always going to be right at the front of the firing line. Why weren't we, two years ago, addressing the fact that you couldn't be closing hospitality businesses down in a lockdown in two years' time? What would be the things we could put around that? And you know, and I, I totally understand their desperation, but you, you can't expect businesses to be responsible for saying, you can't come in here unless you're double mm. vaccinated. Mm. You should mandate it, even if it's mandated for a year, and you should support them to say, actually, you have our support. We've got your back. Yes. They did it with the wage subsidy. You know, when that wage subsidy came out, it wasn't just the money. Back then, it was this idea that just someone's got our back. Yes. This is cool. But we've gone past the need for money. We can make our own money. Just have our back and support hospitality support it in a way that actually lets them get people in. Lovely to talk to you as always and congratulations Sir Ian Taylor who has been granted permission to trial uh, a private MIQ system and all the details there, there's absolutely no way on earth that the private trial is going to be less safe than MIQ. In fact, it's more likely to be a thousand times safer. Sian Taylor, CEO of Animation Research Limited, 2019 New Zealand Innovator of the Year. 2020 was awarded the Deloitte Top 200 Visionary Leader.